1: Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show. Open line Friday, 602 960 This is just really, really odd. You know, you've heard me talking about the memory hole or the denials. When, you, when you're winning, that's what the other side will do. They'll try and forget and bury and have buried their Maleficent Actions or they'll deny that they're taking place. We have seen this across the board on several issues I've detailed over the course of this week. One of the funnier ones, I think, with seriously deadly consequences, is the Democratic Party's and the Democrats' efforts to try and tell us they never supported defunding the police and, in fact, to be so bold as Jen Psaki saying it was the Republicans who tried to defund the police. The problem with having honest and decent government and political leadership from people who speak at John McCain's funeral telling us John McCain and I would never question other people's motives and miss the days of politicians from opposite parties working together. The problem with people like Joe Biden saying that and getting elected by saying he will create more inclusion, he will try and stop the division in this country, is that he has never once tried, and it's not in his political DNA. The way he has spoken about Republicans as threats to democracy only a week ago, Or how about this from last night?
0: He was asked,
1: in case the audio wasn't clear because it was done outside, are there people in the Democratic Party who want to defund the police? And he responded, without even blinking, are there people in the Republican Party who think we're sucking the blood out of kids? His response to are there people in the Democratic Party wanting to defund the police is, are there people in the Republican Party who are sucking the blood out of kids? Um, what the H is he talking about? Is it a stage of decline, as John Hinderocker says, or is it just the anger and bitterness that comes from Joe Biden when he's not talking about inclusion and bipartisanship, like Mitt Romney wanting to put black people back in chains? Are there Democrats who wanted to defund the police? You bet. And to say so feels diminishing. It feels embarrassing to have to remind him that Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib, who were supported, and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who were supported by Nancy Pelosi in their primaries, said we should be defunding the police. And Joe Biden's, And Joe Biden wasn't going far enough. They affiliate with the Democratic Party. How about this from the New York Times, 54 Democratic National Committee members at the convention, super delegates, the elite of the party, 54 of them have unanimous sentiment that local governments should defund the police and redirect more money to other social services. Fifty-four superdelegates, the elite of the elite. You know what a congenital liar's definition is, Bill? Yes, you do. Tell the audience how you know when you're in the presence of a congenital liar.
2: It's someone who will lie when the truth would
1: do just fine. Exactly. And we attribute that definition to Christopher Hitchens. He gave me that definition. What's wrong with Joe Biden saying there are elements in my party that want to defund the police? I want to defund crime. Say that and move on. But instead, we get, are there people in the Republican Party who want to suck the blood out of children, out of kids, suck the blood out of kids? Now, is the only thing, the only question I have left on that is, because Joe Biden isn't the quickest to respond on things, Did he plan that line for when he was asked about it? Was it tested? Was it the idea of someone in his administration, his wife perhaps, or Kamala Harris's husband? After all, if you go to the White House official website, they're members of the administration right up front, right on the front page. When you click our administration, Joe Biden, Jill Biden, Kamala Harris, and whatever the first second husband's name is, second spouse's name is. Do you remember his name i don't remember his name but they're members of the administration and they have their own hyperlink with their own biographies and charges of work um if that was tested if it was suggested and contemplated and thought about here when they talk about democrats defunding the police you say are there republicans who want to suck the blood out of kids say that that'll be good oh okay kind of like george costanza thinking that the jerk store called and it's running out of you. Well, I don't even know what the H he's talking about. And if this was tested and contemplated and planned, then we're in deeper soup than I thought, because they're actually idiots. Who thinks that's going to resonate to mean anything? What the heck is he t- The only time I ever even thought... About the concept, I hate to be so biblical today. Why would I hate to be biblical today? Let's be biblical. It's a fine thing. I don't know why I said that. I guess because I'm citing the same source again and again. But why why invoke an image, the only connotation of which is a famous anti-Semitic blood libel? That's the only image I come up to, sucking the blood out of children. That's an old anti-Semitic blood libel about Passover and Moth. I, I can't think of it in any other context. I can't even think of, a, of an Aesop's fable or nursery rhyme or Grimm's tale about sucking the blood out of children. I, I just I don't know where they get this stuff. I have no idea. Is there some weird precinct In the Republican Party, I don't know about that holds meetings about thinking of sucking the blood out of children. No. But is defunding the police a chant and a march and an invocation and supported by very well-known members of the Democratic caucus in the House of Representatives? Not to mention mayors like Bill de Blasio, mayors like in Los Angeles, took a billion dollars out of the police budget last year to redirect to other services how has that redirection worked out by the way has the homelessness problem has has the homelessness problem in california seen any sort of relief has there been a discount in substance abuse and crime in california or is it up 30, 40, and 50 percent? You wonder, as Danny Sutton and I were talking about the common sense of Washington versus the common sense of America, this is the question that keeps me up at night. You've heard me allude to it earlier this week as well. When I go back and do research on someone like Ronald Reagan, and I see and watch the rhetoric and the appeal to the common sense of the American people, which was his magic, part of his magic anyway. You know my question. You've heard me raise it several times this week. Is there still the common sense of the American people to be appealed to? I truly, truly worry about that. I truly worry about that. When you have a president of the United States that says such things as are there members of the Republican Party who want to suck the blood out of children and people in this country either get offended by it or freaked out or weirded out by it, as I am and probably many of you and the rest of the country that will either never know about it or if they hear it will say, yeah, good comeback, Joe. You tell them. Boy, if it ain't 70 percent on the first side. Yeah, we're in deep soup. Tina, don't go away. Ned, don't go away. And the rest of you, don't go away. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show, portions of which are brought to you by Cool Touch Air Conditioning, Heating, and Plumbing. Leave the heating out for now, probably. But for all your air conditioning and plumbing needs, Cool Touch. Is the go-to. It's the company I use, my friends use, my family uses them. We love Chris Funk and his team. It's a great team. They have a great product right now uh, that is a new air conditioning unit that works as if it had a, as if there were a dimmer on a light switch. So the surges of on and off with your air conditioning don't uh, contribute to the um, to the surges in your power bill needed. To keep the air conditioning right where you want it, they've got a system that operates like a dimmer switch on a light, so you get the most comfortable living environment with the biggest, biggest savings on your utility bills. And they're offering a $2,000 rebate on this system for a limited time. But for that system, any other system, repair, inspection, you name it, Cool Touch Air Conditioning is the company you want. 623 734 1932. Or cooltouchac.com open 24 seven because our problems don't just happen between nine and five M through F. Tina in Star Valley. Hi, Tina.
2: Hello. Ha- and, uh, how's the weather in Star? How's
1: the weather in Star Valley?
2: It's beautifully rainy. Good was just absolutely heavenly. All right. And, yeah, like I guess you guys are getting it down there well. it's well, a funny so. thing
1: because um, it's a very funny thing. I have friends all over the greater Phoenix area, and uh, sometimes they'll say, man, that was a hell of a storm last night, and I won't know what they're talking about. And then there are times uh, I'll say, oh, it was a hell of a storm last night, and they won't know what I'm talking about. I don't think anyone doesn't know what we're talking about today.
2: Uh yeah, I think it's it's pretty widespread. So um yeah. But um I wanted to talk about uh books. Books. Yes, yeah, literature. And thank you for giving such a nod to uh my hero William Shakespeare yes. um who knew knew the heart of man.
1: He really did. And, That's uh, the thing about him. Yeah. That really is the thing about him. How do, people yep. who study him seriously say how did he know I was going to say men, but how did he know – men is, uh, you know, for all people. How did he know people so well? He really did. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yes, exactly. And another author, I don't know if you've read any of his stuff, but he is my favorite author of all time, aside from Shakespeare, is John D. MacDonald.
1: Uh, there was is something a- of his I do know, uh, and it's a weird way I know it, but go with it. Tell me more well travis mcgee travis mcgee that's how i know john mcdonald travis mcgee is a big part of uh you know where i got all that you're gonna you're gonna find you're gonna i'm gonna be embarrassed jimmy buffett jimmy buffett has a song that goes into john mcdonald and 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 something about travis mcgee yes
2: because it's a florida thing yep yep and yep and uh but john d mcdonald's was he knew the heart of man as well. Mm-hmm. And his, his Travis McGee series is my ultimate favorite. I've had a crush on Travis since I was 15. Uh-huh. And now, I'm, now I'm 74, so, I mean, that's a long time, and I still have a crush on him. He's wonderful. The song is and incommunicado.
1: Go ahead and check it out when we're yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, but John D had a business degree, a business master's, I believe, from Harvard, uh-huh. and his father worked for Savage Arms. All his working life. No kidding. Yes, yes. And he is the most exquisite writer. His stuff is, uh, I've read just about everything he's ever written, and the Travis McGee series, I've lost count. It's my go-to comfort comfort reading. But I did want to just, let me just a little segue.
1: Travis McGee still you. in Cedar Key. That's what old John McDonald said. My, ah! rend- my rendezvous <laughs> so yeah! long overdue with all the things I've sung and read, they still apply to me. They all make sense in time. Now I'm incommunicado yep. driving myself down the line.
2: Oh my gosh! yeah well Jimmy Buffett's pretty you got a, a turn of a phrase as well oh he's
1: hugely literate, um, hugely literate, yeah, he's spent a lot yeah. of time in the library anyway sorry,
2: yeah, yeah, but the the unfortunate um idiocy that you described from uh, from faux president biden um it, it, it's you know in when we were teaching um uh, logical fallacies in English, mm-hmm. that is a non-sequitur. Okay. Right? Yeah. It. it you know, You. I say, it's like, I, you know, I say what day of the week is it? Yeah. <laughs> and,
1: and you say, <laughs> and you say the tea in China is up a cent.
2: Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, it's absolutely non-sequitur. Meaning. There's not even a plausible
1: appearance of reasoning in the response.
2: No, no, no. And, you know, the fact that... Uh, however many, I can't say half the country because that would be depressing, but, the you know, so many of the country, the, uh, you know, the, the, the orange man bad people, mm-hmm. um, th- that they literally just, whatever he says, oh, well, you know, pearls of wisdom from old Uncle Joe, and he's really, uh, hopefully, losing it, although then we have to deal with uh, she whom I call Kemala, Um you know. Oh yes,
1: uh, it. Yeah, we're tracking. Down,
2: you. down, down in Guatemala, right?
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, you know, I, I'm impatient. The, the Arizona audit has me impatient. Uh, the, you know, stuff that's happening out of Georgia has me impatient. I, I know that's the one thing I fault our side for being is way too patient. I, I'm, I'm, you know. Meanwhile, the the uh, the border is overrun by people who will never be sent back, mm-hmm. and and this is a problem. It's not like, oh well, we have to be patient because we you know we know, we know how to, how to do patient.
1: it. You know, yeah. I've often said the problem right. with the progressive left in this country. Is not that they're preventing things that we can't do. It's not about ability. It's about will. Do you know how I know that? I know that because the Secretary of Homeland Security said we will send every Cuban back if they come by sea. They will be going right. back. They know right. how to do it right. if they want to.
2: Yes. Yes.
1: But we yeah. shouldn't politicize immigration.
2: No. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> really. Um so yes, so literature. Uh, you know, another favorite of mine is Robert Cray. I don't know if you've re- read his. No. Uh, uh-uh. he's, he's of the of the Elvis Cole and Joe Pike are his characters, and they are wonderful, wonderful. So, I highly recommend him as a good read. Oh, good. Um, this, yeah, good. This is you know good literature in the uh, in, in in the popular vein, and then of course Michael Connelly.
1: Yep. No, Michael. Ah,
2: mm-hmm. uh, oh, he's. He's wonderful as well, and and those people. Hieronymus Bosch is a great character. He's uh, he's really, you know, kind of like Travis Mickey, a philosopher as well as, uh, you know, an, a, a police officer. Um, really, really good stuff.
1: I uh, there is a lot of great literature, and the sad thing is, uh, our children will never be exposed to it. They'll be exposed to junk literature, and they'll be told that it's uh, better than Shakespeare. By the way, Dana, bless you. Uh, Dana, sorry, Tina, bless you. Um, I want to point out one of our listeners, Mike, just did a great service, and it is remarkable. Um, The White House is proud and strutting over what the president said. Are there people in the Republican Party who think we're sucking the blood out of kids? They put it up on their website. It's on the White House website. They strut. Really, one of my favorite Bobby Darren songs, uh, although that's not Bobby Darren. One of my favorite people is Pete Peterson. He's the uh, dean at the Pepperdine School of Public Policy, and I thought it would be fun if Pete took calls with me. Uh, we got a bunch of calls, a full bank, and uh, we thought we would uh, double team you. But before that, Pete, thanks for coming. Thanks for joining us. Um, Update us a little bit on uh, the California governor's recall. It was a big, uh, big news week there, wasn't it?
0: It was and actually a big news day. Uh, That's great to be with you. Thank you. The news breaking today is that uh, statewide polling has shown a a tightening on uh, the recall mm. um, your listeners probably know a date has been set for the actual election It's going to be September 14th um, but polling going back about a month ago uh, showed about a uh, a 48 to around 30% gap with a bunch of undecideds with the 48% being against the recall so definitely um uh, a number of votes against that. What we saw out today is a tightening uh, to 48-43. Wow. Um, Still a majority against, but it's narrowed to a five-point gap and still um, a not insignificant number of undecideds out there. Um, But I think it's fair to say that uh, it's hard to cast any sort of turnout model for an election like this, which is both off-cycle And one in which uh, the people who are really incentivized to turn out are the ones that want to recall the governor. So the fact that even in what uh, could be described as a rather, um, you know, anemic or uh, uh, untouched um, polling model, uh, the fact that it's tightened by five points is, uh, is significant.
1: It's almost, uh, and it might in fact be, you would know better than I, um, uh, it's almost within the margin of error. But more than that, it's also really prior to the Republicans running, making the case against Newsom. That really, that campaign hasn't really hit liftoff just yet. In fact, it was stymied a little bit this week, right?
0: Yeah, no, that's right. And I I think we're certainly going to see here, uh, starting in the next couple of weeks, we haven't seen really any right. Uh, media, uh, hardly any. By the way, this
1: with with, with I should say in a weird way, uh, Pete. If you agree, the Republican campaign hasn't really gotten off the ground, but Gavin Newsom's campaign has. He's had the bully pulpit yep. and the policy, you know, uh, portfolio for years now. His people know what they need to know about Newsom. They don't know what they about Falconer and Larry and and the rest.
0: That's right, and I think it's important to note that with Larry's uh, addition into. Uh, the pool of what is looking at, like now about 45 candidates will be running. You know, he draws a significant percentage of interested voters into this. And as we've discussed before, nothing matters unless the first question right. is answered in the affirmative right. at 50 percent plus one. And so if you begin to have bigger name candidates uh, with Larry's addition, it's, it's a very positive, I think, uh, step that you're you see a, a greater chance that um that that first question is going to be um answered uh, in the affirmative
1: Pete peterson is our guest he's going to take calls with us on whatever's on your mind steve ned others on hold we'll get to you in just a moment just a few more questions for pete on the on the um on the recall uh pete it's um from here again you're there but from here we're watching. Uh, what do we want to call it a recrudescent lockdown ethic <laughs> With that, Is that, is that my good. buckleyism of the day yeah, really uh, um a recrudescent uh, a return to lockdown mentality i've noticed that it's though being done by really at the municipal level it might flow yeah. up the county i haven't heard newsom do much or say much on it I've got to think in the midst of a recall election, he thinks this is bad news, although I can't I can't tell what you guys think over there.
0: No, I think you've got your finger on it. I I think really the L.A. County, you're right, has been the major county here in California that stepped forward with uh, reintroducing the mask mandate uh, for those indoors. Uh, I think they believe that once they step forward, other counties would follow. We Uh have not seen that. Uh, I think you're absolutely right to say Governor Newsom um, is extremely cautious about trying to set a statewide measure on this, especially as we head towards the uh, planned opening of schools. You know, so much energy around the recall was around the closing of K-12 schools in the state. And if there's any sort of hint that the governor is getting back into discussions about what that school year is going to look like that really uh is going to be problematic for him
1: yeah thanks pete there's there's a there's a hint out of washington that kids right. are going to have to mask and <coughs> vaccine i'll tell you i gotta hit the break real quick but i want people to see the writing on the wall here from that statement of the president's i would not be surprised to see the aft and nea saying that they demand it too before their teachers return can you imagine Doing this all over again. We'll be right back with your calls and the great Pete Peterson. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show. That's a little Bill Chase for you. Pete Peterson is our guest. He's the dean at the Pepperdine School of Public Policy. From Once all good things flow in Southern California, at least intellectually and intellectually educationally, which is probably the most important of things, publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Pete, um, one last uh, thought, if I might, on the recall before we go to calls, or one, one last question, if I might. Um, the Republicans will probably initiate their campaigns, I would imagine, fairly soon, fairly shortly, if you have insight on that, great. And then we'll have some more polling. I'm going to guess... That as these lockdowns uh, proliferate in Southern California, as crime statistics keep uh, melding themselves, I'm just going to guess that the uh, memory of why we, why so many people signed up to, uh, to uh, recall Gavin Newsom, uh, this will, th- these will all be good reminders of why. I, I, people tell me, I just don't see how a liberal state like California would get rid of a liberal governor and then possibly put in a conservative. I, I think there's a lot of restaurant owners and a lot of waiters out yeah. of work who may have no, been apolitical right. and may have been Democrats.
0: Well, and I think that's why we all understand here in California why the governor set the recall election date as early as he possibly could. Uh-huh. Uh, he's aware that the further he pushes that date into the fall, the greater the chance that we will see... Uh, some sort of uh, challenge coming out of a major school district mm-hmm. uh, that he will have to respond to. Uh, something in the air about um, crime data, as you're saying, coming out of uh, one or several major cities. Uh, continued challenges around uh, forest fires. I forgot uh, about the fires. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, you know, possible uh, blackouts and brownouts. We've already seen. Some of that happening uh, already, and so he wants to get this over with as quickly as possible, and uh, and not allow for uh, the return of uh, voters being aware of really why the recall is happening in the first place.
1: Do you? Uh... Worry about the syllogism I, I laid out as potentially happening. Joe Biden is now openly speculating about recommending children under 12 wearing masks in school. AFT, NEA, possibly picking up on that because your schools won't do it or something like that. And then th- thre- I, I am not sure go the back. governor
0: is hoping that that request is that comes from the feds okay. instead of a decision that he has to make. Yeah. Okay. And I think we it. It is without a lot of doubt that the teachers unions are pushing the White House uh, to make that declaration. Uh, you know, uh, Seth, here in...
1: Ah, uh, see, this is Los- why we keep you around. I missed it. But you're totally well, right. You're totally here right. Here in Los
0: Angeles County... They changed language in,
1: of the CDC. They gave CDC language it took, right? I forgot about right. that. Yeah.
0: And so back here in March and April, when the vaccines really started rolling out, in earnest, the teachers unions and the L.A. Unified School District came out to say that the teachers would not be returning until unless the kids were vaccinated, vaccinated.
1: Right. Right.
0: And so that's where we were six months ago. Yeah. And so um, anything that hints at a return to status quo ante, as they say, um, is going to propel voters to that Uh, polling place on september 14th
1: yeah i I had a guest uh, thank you for that pete i had a guest earlier um on the show who was making the point he, he he was making the point that um from his perspective and it's a good one he's the head of the chamber of commerce here that if if there is vaccine resistance hesitancy whatever the word you want his view is that there's no level of lockdown that's going to change that at this point that lockdowns can only be more harmful that we're not going to convince the resolutely uh, 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 uh the resolute opposition individual opposition to vaccinations is not going to be changed by lockdowns the only thing that'll be changed by lockdowns is everything else that was changed last year
0: i think that's a fair point you know we're wondering about that here in california where Uh, there's not a lot of um, wondering as to where you can get vaccines. I mean, the the message has gone forth here. And it seems like we really will be with either mask mandates uh, or particularly shutdowns um, that you're harming all the people that uh, either for various reasons, Um, believe that they don't need to be vaccinated uh, or those who have been vaccinated. It is such a broad brush policy that hurts so many people um, that I think, again, this is why we are uh, a month and a half away from a recall election here was because of the lockdowns.
1: I was um, I was just I was I was trying to think a little bit about the politics of this in context of the way you know we generally do public policy uh, you can find any number of these kinds of quotes this one happens to be by nelson mandela there can be no keener revelation of a society's soul than the way it treats its children you and i could find 50 mm. quotes like that from americans yep. that's just one i was that was a top an essay i was i was recently reading we do things for the sake of the children um first and foremost here, for their protection. And there's a weird – I don't know if it's an incongruity, a dichotomy, or a preference, Pete, but we just lost more people to drug overdose last year than any time in our history. An uptick of 30 percent, over 90,000 Americans died from drug overdose, the majority of which were under 50, and an awful lot of them were children, an awful lot. We are talking about a policy that could very much be harmful to children scientifically with vaccines and emotionally and psychologically and morally with uh, masks and children. And it just seems to me it just seems to me we have public policy upside down, which is why I love Pepperdine School of Public Policy.
0: And again, I think, as we've talked about many times, when decisions around policy are focused on one particular impact and not looking at it holistically you can get yourself in a place where decisions are made to address one item but make so many others worse
1: absolutely right pete well stated well stated first do no harm it's not just for doctors it's for uh political scientists too you bet you bet medical science and political science pete this was abbreviated because you were doing uh Great work earlier today and doing some research uh, over at the Reagan Ranch. I want to hear about that next time we visit. But uh, it's raining here. I don't know what the weather is like in California, but I hope you can appreciate the weekend and have a really good one, sir. And thank you so you much. You You betcha. Absolutely. Next time I want to hear about what you learned at the Reagan, um, at the Reagan Ranch. Pete Peterson, Godspeed to you and, of course, your great school, the Pepperdine School of Public Policy, publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. I'm Seth, and we'll be right back with uh, concluding thought. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. Uh, Ned, Steve, others, please call me back on Monday or next week. I'll put you right at the top. I apologize. We just uh, – Pete and I got caught up in the, um, in the conversation and didn't get a chance to get you. But we'll pick up on you next week uh, whenever you decide to call. Just uh, remind uh, the call screener that uh, you didn't get on on Friday and we'll put you at the top in the front of the line. I um, see kind of what's coming out of Washington right now and am worried about how it will be taken up. When you start talking about children's schools and masks, as Joe Biden was speculating yesterday, um, Pete may very well have been right. That may not have been a signal to the teachers union. That may have come from the teachers unions. Um, It just just makes me want to go back to C.S. Lewis um, and thinking that the first action to be taken when we're worried about a devastating natural event is to pull yourselves together. If we're all going to be destroyed, let that destruction, when it comes, find us doing sensible and human things, praying, working, teaching, reading, listening to music, Bathing the children, not masking them. Playing tennis. Chatting to our friends over a game of darts and a pint. Not huddled together like frightened sheep. Politicians and natural uh, natural occurrences can break our bodies. But they need not dominate our minds. God bless you all. Until next week, I'm Seth Liebson. And of course, class for the week is dismissed.